Welcome everyone to a special episode of the X Button. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, and with me is the gardener. Paul. Hey guys. How you doing, Paul? In addition, we also have somebody else. Yes, wait. <laughs> our, our shadowy and, figure. Yes, I was waiting to introduce him, but I wanted to hear you from you first. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. I thought I didn't realize you were talking to me. Um yeah. I I'm doing well. I am um, a lot more satisfied than I was yesterday for the things that we were watching. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, as you mentioned, I kind of wish that we had actually recorded this today rather than that. And um, because you were gardening, <laughs> I was gardening. That was that's my side hustle slash way that I survive. So I had to do that in like 105 degree weather Fahrenheit mm -hmm. for any of my international people. Um, man it it sucked and i would have much rather catch all of this showcase but uh it sounds like we had some really cool stuff going on alejandro yes. how are you doing today? i am doing good and today's especially because obviously we just had a great showcase with opening night live but today's also a special episode because we have our first official third guest like third chair yes. as a guest for the x button the shadowy figure that you probably see there our own sakiti also known as hack hobbs also known as the pathological loser and the one that gave us the name for the X button. How you doing, Zach? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. I, I want wish... to clarify, guys, that his channel is named Pathological Loser, yes. not that Alejandro was taking a shot at. No, no, no. It, I always mention him in our descriptions because he's the one that made the art. Yes. Like our X button art. So he's always there in our in our credits. So yeah, he has a YouTube channel, like an art animated YouTube channel called The Pathological Loser. So Zach. How have you been? We haven't podcasted in like a million years. <laughs> yeah, it's been, I think it's been over a year since I was on the Statics because that was the last summer, right? Yeah, it was, uh, no, the last time I think we podcasted was Statics Radio, like the second to last one when we talked about China, the whole thing oh, with yeah. Blitzchung. Oh, it was the wow. four of us. It was you, PJ, Paul, and I. Yeah. When we're, when we're winding down the podcast. So yeah, it's been a while. We were not even doing videos. So it was just our disembodied voices. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And now we got me as a shadow figure. Yes. <laughs> That's a little bit of a step up. <laughs> yeah, you're part of Organization 13, so the darkness is full of you right now. So we'll be hearing your shadowy thoughts about this event. So top thoughts, opening night live. What do you guys think of the event? I mean, overall, it was way more well-rounded than the Xbox one. That was... Um... I don't even really want to talk about that, actually. Yeah, it was which, just but, disappointing. Yes, uh, the, <laughs> the Xbox showcase that happened on August 24th, we actually did a Xbox and reacts to it. Me Go and check Paul. that out for a lot of disappointment. Oh, yes. it was, and, and, and a lot of us talking about Destiny 2 because we had just seen the actually much better Destiny 2 yes. re uh, revealed that we also did a react. So you can find, find both reactions there at the Escape Media YouTube channel. Uh, Zach, do you get to see yesterday's stuff? Uh, no, I didn't see that stuff. Okay, good thing. Uh, you didn't you miss didn't anything. Miss anything. <laughs> what what do you, yeah, what do you think overall, like top level of these, um, of, of, the, of, the, of what we just saw? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. It was really packed for something that happened only a few months after the Game Fest. Mm -hmm. I was surprised how many games they jammed in for the opening night alone. <laughs> yes, not only that, he packed more games here than E3. That's nuts. <laughs> I was like looking at the list. Yeah, really. Um, Alejandro, could you explain something to me? Um, mm -hmm. I know enough about Gamescom as a general idea, but how does it actually work? Because opening night live was today, but there's more days. 
yes, that we're uh, expecting? Think about it like this. Obviously, in the U.S., E3 happens. Over in yeah. Germany, Gamescom happens. Uh, E3 okay, opens so with press conferences, sure. and then there's like a few days for people to go check out preview games and all of that. Obviously, because we're still in the middle of a stupid pandemic, no one's yeah. going to actually be at an event getting hands-on unless it's not at like very secluded, quarantine-free areas where they can preview games over there in Germany. But yeah, this is basically E3 part two and European centric. So I see. Okay. I didn't actually know that's what Gamescom was. Um, I knew it was like a parallel to E3, but I didn't know like the German base of it, the connections basically why it's so important. Um, I honestly thought this was just another of Jeff Keighley's like, hey, I run this whole thing. So, uh, the, so the thing is that uh, Gamescom after like 2015 kind of went under in like importance. There there were not as many showcases that there used to be. Sony used to have like conferences here. And right. then they left Gamescom to go to Paris Games Week, which happens in October. Then oh. Microsoft eventually started doing stuff here in Gamescom. And then they eventually left, started doing their own thing. So Jeff Keighley was like, Gamescom needs to be a thing because at least when before everyone could gather together, Gamescom was the biggest show of the world, like almost close to 500,000 people in a single place. So more packed that E3. So people say the people have gone there, say it's horrifying. You see all the amount of people there. So you can see why it's not ideal for Gamescom to be normal again, considering where we're at right now. So, yeah. (laughs) And I just see, uh, and I just like a little, I I manifested my stand briefly (laughs) just to flex on everyone. That's all that happened. But nothing um, will be you being beheaded during my abandon rant. That was funny. <laughs> I I think all I did was I like leaned back enough and it just yes. like decided to ignore Behead you. That. Yeah, which was feeding for the kind of game that we're talking about. So yeah, let's not beat around the bushes. Yeah, opening night live. He said, Keely said he had 40 games in top. Plus he had some that he had in his pre-show that I didn't write here because they were like, eh, they're not as important as this one, so. Number one, we opened the show with a new Saints Row game, a Saints Row reboot. I'm very glad they're rebooting it personally. Um, I think they could have continued the direction, but that would have been much more of a press, more of a stretch, I think, to really sell the commitment to this style from like their whole matrix thing the outer space i mean Earth we went destroyed. to hell right we also went well, to yeah hell and john yeah uh what was it? Got, got out of hell mm-hmm. um that was entertaining but also like it was funny but it wasn't funny in the way that i like saints row it was like i like when it's like saints row two and three where it's reality but you've got some really goofy stuff going on personally i wouldn't agree with three three went off the deep end i mean we had oh, horde mode, three but... is great <laughs> I it's love funny three. no no three is but i mean it's the game with the dildo sword i mean <laughs> that's we, we've gone yeah. down the deep end with that one so i think this... there's aspects of it like the story of three where you see like um there's like that gap between the story of three which is basically a fast and furious movie and then everything else in three which is like where you get really weird um i would say and then four just kind of took all of that and mixed everything into it um superhero stuff four four was cool but it just it didn't feel right because it, it was like you were playing a prototype game with just like a saints row skin on it because that's what had happened they had bought the company that made prototype or something um no and 
Was it not? No. I could have sworn they bought him. Prototype was Radical Entertainment, and they got closed by Activision, and then Saints Row was Volition. It still is a Volition game. The ones that bought it was Deep Silver. The Deep Silver bought Volition from THQ when THQ went under. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking of. But it was definitely some of the similar animations from like the flying mechanic mm-hmm. um, and some other things that I was thinking of. Uh, the running animation, that was the other one. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I like this return to form, if I could call it that. And it still looks crazy. You, did you see, like, yeah. you saw the trailer, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, you, you, you also saw it, right, Zach? The things right I didn't catch that one, though. Okay. I, I, what time did you jump in at? At the game of uh, Midnight Suns. Oh, okay. Then now that's the next thing. So yeah. Oh yeah. Before we jump to Midnight Suns at February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. I like this new (laughs) announcement. Release date super close. I mean, it could get still get delayed. We're still in the stupid pandemic, but we know there's a release date. We know it's at least close. So. And I will say it's only showed a CG trailer, so that means that it can be there was gameplay at any point. There was gameplay. There was gameplay after. Yeah, there was. Heck. Okay, so I missed that because I, I jumped in right when Call of Duty was on. Mm-hmm. So I went in and looked at the trailer and it was just CG. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, Call so of Duty I was the third to... thing. Call of Duty was the third thing that was shown. Man, so I didn't miss much then, did I? No. Cool. Um, so yeah, I, I at least got the CG, the CG trailer. After this, I'm going to go check out the gameplay. Um, yeah, so you jumped in, just mentioned Call of Duty. You, you saw the Call of Duty thing too, right, Zach? Yeah. Any thoughts on that one? That's a Call of Duty game. <laughs> right, exactly. Not, not much to say. It's a Call of Duty game in World War II that looks very pretty, and now you can climb bricks. That was yeah. basically it. <laughs> and uh, there's a multiplayer alpha coming tomorrow for PS4 and PS5 players, so we'll get to play it soon. No I forgot. Need to... I need to actually download that. Um, I, I thought it looked very good, obviously. Um, everything looked solid. It was something I wasn't like... I had put it on in the background while I was finishing something else up. And... I'm just excited to see how the engine handles all this. Um, it looks I so liked pretty. Oh my the, god! Like it, it almost looked thing? like there was some exploration going on in there. I mean, why would you put in a rock climbing mechanic if you weren't going to have that? So if that's the case, I mean, hey, if you're going to let us step back and let us kind of do some things in the engine and in the environment, I'm fine with that because clearly the um, I don't want to say handholdy, but the very linear and focused um missions for call of duty might be on the way out and this might be their opportunity to jump into some uncharted territory i agree and they need to because it's long in the tooth so that was the third thing shown by let's flash back to the second one thing. quick question uh-huh. um did they show anything about that alternate history side of it or is it still more it's just still like just yeah it's still more okay. just uh it seems like fictitious but realistic world war ii so it's like got it yeah so, All right, next thing. Remember back in E3, there were some rumors that there was a Marvel game made by the XCOM dudes. Yep. Well, it was revealed today at, uh, at Jeff Keighley's thing. So it's called Marvel's Midnight Suns, a tactical RPG that's focused on the supernatural side of Marvel. So think Blade, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, even though it also includes characters like Captain America, Iron Wolver- Man, Wolverine, and all of that. And apparently you're going to play as a character that you custom built. It's basically, if you see the trailer, so it's, what they, it's what they revive. And it's supposed okay. to be like the daughter of Lilith, which is one of the demonic characters from Marvel. Gameplay reveal happening on September 1st. Level of excitement. What do you think of an idea of a tactical RPG like this? in the Marvel First things universe? first, Zach, this is your territory. So yes. let us have it. 
Okay. So just one thing to say first, it's wild how popular superhero media is. Yeah. <laughs> Only recently that we're getting video games. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> like the Avengers level. came out in 2012, right? Yeah, yeah the movie, yeah, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 2018 when we finally got the Avengers video game. No, it was just 2020. We got a Spider-Man in 2018. 2018, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but it just blows my mind how many great IP is out there right now that's just being sat on and mm-hmm. Like Star Wars, for instance, we got like five games over the past 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of cancel games also. Yeah, a whole bunch of cancel. <laughs> it just blows my mind, but it's really cool that we're finally getting a new Marvel game that's not Marvel's Avenger. Sorry, mm-hmm. Alejandro. It's not <laughs> I know, like a derivative of something exactly. else. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, it's that it's not a service game. It's actually gonna feel different because we don't get tactical RPGs. So there's something there. It's not a destiny alike as much as i like it despite yeah. myself <laughs> but exactly. i play, I play, I play other... like 50 hours of the war for rotunda now so i have a problem you are <laughs> trapped my guy I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be praying for you but um question to zach so what do you think about because this is like all new to me apparently midnight suns is like I don't know if it was like a comic run or something but somebody said it was based on something existing uh, in the past, what are your thoughts on why they're choosing this specific run, the characters they're picking, and anything like that? So I'll be honest, I'm more familiar with DC side of comics. Fair. But uh, I know Blade and Ghost Rider, obviously, but I have no idea what's going on with the Midnight Suns. It's totally out of left field for me, but I'm all about it. It's such a cool thing to delve into, mm-hmm. especially with all people talking about Mephisto, which is, you know... Once again, after the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Like people are primed for supernatural stuff and Marvel, I guess. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know why. Is it just because it, because WandaVision kind of touched in the story that had the character original. That's why everyone wants it. It's so weird because I know he's all over the Avengers comic right now. Because of how big they went with Endgame, I would think that people's natural next tendency is well you got to do two things multiverse or supernatural and as we now know they're kind of doing both in some ways Mm -hmm. because you can't really do the same thing i mean we saw with captain uh with the falcon and winter soldier you can't just go back to where you were and have another winter soldier but worse Mm -hmm. um and have the same levels of success. Now people want that next jump. And even if you're not really like fully um, expanding or escalating, you at least have to do something off to the side that you haven't touched on yet. And um, I think this is the same pitfall that a lot of sequels fall into. So this is good that they're trying something different rather than going bigger and only bigger. Um, At least for me, this is all new ground for me as well for Midnight Suns. Um, I got to see there was a few people. It almost looked like uh, Hella. There was um, Hawkeye with his hood. I love the outfits everyone has. I'm a huge black. It has a good art style. It, it, it has uh, a really great art style, I would say. Just from what yeah. they showed. Um, and like every, I think this was Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Wolverine. I think they threw them in for the whole sake of it, of course. But um, for the fact that it's going to be a custom character running this, that's going to be really awesome. Um, I don't know how 
this will work. I would like to see some gameplay on it before Next week, I really September get excited. 1st. September 1st. Hey, That's that. when they're showing. IGN got exclusive gameplay reveal, so I'll be watching that. Um, mm. I'll also say this. It's funny that they threw Wolverine here. You can kind of sense you can kind of sense when games started being made, because for example, the Avengers, uh, the Marvel's Avengers game by Crystal mentions a lot about the Inhumans. That was mm-hmm. when Marvel still didn't have the X Men. They were like fighting right. with 20th Century Fox, and they were trying to make the Inhumans a thing. So now I think this one started around the time they finally got Fox, and because they were like intentional well, about not putting the X Men in because they didn't want to send anything towards Fox because they're like we don't want them right. to have the money. Because so. it wasn't because they didn't have the rights to it. Because the only way they don't weren't able to do it was because of live action. Mm-hmm. But they already had the rights for like video game characters. Oh and yeah. Stuff. But then that's the reason they took them out of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was because oh that's Wolverine and we're not gonna throw them a bone even though we could. Which was stupid. But it's the uh, corporate it's overlords petty, that didn't want to send them there. Sure. But they own oh. them now. <laughs> so we're ready to talk about. Still- worries me somewhat the whole them owning 20th century fox only to shut down the entire studio um laying off a thousand people (laughs) that that still sits wrong with me every time i hear about it but But they still parade the 20th century fox logo in a bunch of the movies like free guy the one yeah but i don't think it's uh, what what's the word it's like a puppet system Mm -hmm. you know um it's not actually 20th century fox they're just going to throw that out there for the name um, and to say that it's not actually this is Disney, this is Marvel. Um, and I mean, that's it's a, an empire and everything but name, really. Literally. <laughs> um, so, anyway, to get back on subject, yeah. excited for Midnight Suns. Can't wait to see more. I, I definitely am on that. I definitely can't wait to see more. Halo Infinite, Paul, the game that was conspicuously absent from in Xbox showcase that didn't have a freaking release date. So earlier this day, we got the leak thanks to the Xbox store that it was coming on December 8th. And today, Jeff Keighley also made it official with Joe Satan, the director, the current director of the game. Do you guys hear that? No. Okay, thank thank, thank God, because I'm always worried that there's many noises in my house, weird noises that are going to get caught on, on my mic. So yeah, Halo Infinite, December 8th, 2021. This is basically cyberpunk 2077 territory uh we gotta get it in. we gotta get this game out of this year as late as humanly possible but it's coming out this year and it's because this is halo's 20th anniversary halo one you came gotta, out in november you can't 15th. miss that 20th anniversary and they technically did but they didn't because on november 15 2021 there's this very sick looking xbox series x dude you saw that one right uh, uh zach the, yeah, the, the gold one and yeah, the gold and black. Yeah, it's better looking controller than the Halo controller. Then, yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of people online were like, oh yeah, this uh pro these elite controller looks cool. I'm like, no, it looks kind of ugly. The one that looks nice is the one from with the console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people can buy the console on the anniversary and wait a month to play the game that they're gonna buy it for. <laughs> Nuts. Number five. Yep. <laughs> cult of the lamb i watched that trailer after you sent the uh the message to me <laughs> that was a uh that was a journey i don't oh, know man. if i was even at... in the right position to talk about it uh, but i was like oh this is cute oh wait is that a pentagram what the heck is this <laughs> that was basically it, it and, and he just kept going i was like this is horrible <laughs> It is very binding of Isaac. Let's use religious symbolism and imagery to 
really do something wacky, um, which I respect them for that. And I respect how good it looks um, because it looks gorgeous. Yeah, the cute are very cute art style. Also very um, devolver. Yeah, very much. But also, I mean, I don't. I just don't like cults. No, no. And that <laughs> one went down the deep end. Exactly. Yeah. You just saw an entire thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and also, you thought it was named different, right? Yeah, I thought it was named Cult of the Lamp, and I was waiting for a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even funnier. Yes. But no, I was like, I think this was my Stranger of Paradise moment, like one of the shows, because I didn't hate that trailer, like that Stranger of Paradise trailer, like you did, Paul. I found it amusing, but this was yeah. one I was like, man, I hate everything about this, every single thing, and it just kept going and going. It was weird, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah. it's it's strange, and it's gonna have its weird cult following. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> I don't see it being like a huge breakout hit outside nah. of people seeing the art style and thinking, oh, I could do that too with another indie game and then doing that. Yeah, it's um, the Volver. Yeah, cool, yeah, the, the Volver is like just the king of having all the tiny little games that are, have all their cult followings, like you were, you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. So it's just one more of those. So yeah, I wish it its subject matter was different because I really like the art style. Midnight Fight Express, I was kind of typing up some stuff, but what do you think of this one? You said I that really isometric like fighting game. Um, because like I mentioned, I don't know if I've actually gone into this side of my life, but I did martial arts for seven years. Me too. I did um, Kempo. Nice. Yeah. I did uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Hanmudo. And so I love like the intricate details of fights, fight scenes, and whether it's animation or in a game, whenever you get really detailed like this, that's why Absolver hit so good with me for a little while, even mm -hmm. though I didn't play it as much as I should have. I just love those really nitty gritty, like throw elbows and actual moves that were clearly animated by somebody doing those moves. Um, so this is like a blend of that plus um, my... Uh, Hotline Miami. There we go. Um, <clears throat> where I hope it's like a full-on storyline, but it almost looks like kind of a make-your-own-fight situation, um, and like there's an environment, just beat everybody up. But um, it, it just looks clean. It's They didn't bother with like lifelike graphics don't worry about that get the lighting right and get the animations right and, and get the art town. style right and clearly that's a good and up-and-coming uh style if you look between this um sifu and uh I think those the two. replaced um oh yeah I mean, the the uh whatchamacallit that one's the a little different cyberpunkian yeah one from the microsoft it, thing you get that that really specific style you get that really good lighting and then you just make something kind of cool rather than realistic and i think that is more exciting to me and interesting to me than like a really good looking realistic engine or something nowadays mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's really all i have to say about that i just love the idea that you can like go on different pieces of environment with different weaponry Sleeping Dogs. That was the other game that I was thinking of. And yeah, but that's, that's old. No, <laughs> yeah, that's old. Reason. But it just in my head, I was thinking um, of something like, "What does this remind me of?" 
and it that's what it is it's like you've got your move set and it's very specifically martial arts themed around fighting multiple enemies and i'm I'm very excited for it um the other one though are we doing this both at the same time or yeah tmnt shredder's revenge did you guys back in the day used to play the arcade teenage mutant ninja turtles the you oh, guys yeah. even went to arcades yeah i thought yeah. those games were really fun and it reminds me of that and they yeah. can and they confirmed that you can play as april o'neill so i think that's the first time in one of these games that you have an extra character other than donatello leonardo michelangelo she was a playable character in the old one but i could be just crazy she was always like in the background casey would also be a playable character before yeah yeah um but i think this is the first time april is in so i would be shocked if they don't put casey in also so 2022 both of these games i'm excited for it i've used to play a little bit of it at uh chuck e cheese back in the Mm -hmm. day but (laughs) it was also like i wasn't as big of a fan for of tmnt until like Kind the of cartoon the 2000s from the, the, cartoon? the cartoon from, from Fox Kids, yeah, from Fox Kids, um, yeah, but that one was weird because they were like going in uh to space and stuff. And I was like, what is going on? I missed that, out. Do you, you ever played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Battle Nexus game from like PlayStation 2 it and did. Xbox? Because that's I what got they... stuck on that game. <laughs> one. Oh, shoot, that brought back a whole stage of my life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Golly, um, so yeah, needless to say. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's not like my specific niche, but I know this is going to scratch that itch for a lot of people. I mean, uh, we got the Scott Pilgrim game and it's kind of the same style of yeah. games. I think I'm, we're, since we're in that era where we're bringing back a lot of um, that old art style of 1990s, beat them up, scroll ups and all of that. I think this is the time to bring a TMNT game, especially because the more 3D ones, recent ones have been horrible. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the art style <laughs> and the smoothness of it. I mean, we've got your Streets of Rage four. You've got your um, Roller Roller City Girls. I think was what it was called. Um, and your Scott Pilgrim coming back. That this is the perfect time for another uh, beat 'em up game. Yeah, especially in the in the world of life service literature that we live, we need everything that's not that. Really um, though. Zach, how much did you pop at Persona showing up at Super Monkey Ball 20th Anniversary Edition? <laughs> I am Morgana, right? <laughs> how popular Persona is and just getting put in everything now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. I really want to play Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah. Do you finish uh, Royal? The Persona yeah, 5 Royal? Yeah, because I know uh, one of your old roommates told me I love the story of you playing the original a lot during college. <laughs> At night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <too> much. <laughs> yeah so that's what I, I thought oh yeah that just i wonder if pj is, is is awake if he saw that because i know obviously he also pops for persona and he's big on yeah. monkey ball so mm-hmm. and have if, you guys played Splitgate? no i know i want to but um I know you were saying that you've been uh, really vibing with it today. I tried it uh, earlier this week on a whim. I was like, yeah, I have this download. It was short and it really, I'm not a PvP guy. And that's a really fun Halo style shooter that mixes with Portal. And it's gotten really big. They another doing their first season. It was announced today and available right now. So if you're interested, Splitgate is free to play. Fun shooter. Yeah, it looks a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like no like i like, like for real try it it's like i was shocked i'm not that kind of player not anymore and i was like popping up at the top of the of the of the, of the scoreboards all the time i was like it he just feels right it, 
I think it popped up a lot this game because we had the Halo Infinite tech test and everyone was so hungry. Then they, they saw anything that looked just like that and it hit. And they're like, let's go to Split again. Now that game's huge. <laughs> well, it's so, such an easy game to sell to somebody when you say, okay, well, think about Halo and then and portal. portals and and just like that. So you're just like, oh, okay, I get it. I know exactly how that looks. Um, and I remember back when it was like announced and it was before I really did anything on PC. So I was like, that sounds cool. I hope it comes to console one day. Yeah, that was announced in 2019. It's been yeah. a while. it's been cooking for a while. So but kind of like Among Us was cooking in 2018 before it got big in 2020. So <laughs> right. I'm glad to know that people can be cooking on stuff on something that then can blow up later. It doesn't have to be about becoming big immediately. Let me look at Fortnite. Rare, but I'm glad it happens. Yes. Is Splitgate like actually part of the Portal game series? In I don't any think way? So. Not at all. It's just taking just the mechanics. The yeah. It's the mechanics and the portal colors. Yes. It's yeah. it's and the Halo red versus blue style, like aesthetic almost. It's it's getting close to class action loss of territory for me when I saw it. I was like <laughs> not actionable, but it is <laughs> suspicious. Yes. So um Riders Republic, that like bike battle royale game that Ubisoft is releasing, like it, it was supposed to release close to li- literally next week, and then it got pushed to October. They had had a closed beta, and today, today they announced that the beta is going public. Are you guys gonna try it? I, if I remember to download it, um, download I'll it now. Be willing to try <laughs> it because like the concept is cool. Because. Um, what was it forza has their battle royale mode as well i like the idea of okay well you got the battle royale concept but the whole idea is traversal like get there as fast as you can like imagine if they one day did that for like spider-man oh Um, my my god (laughs) a multiverse spider-man battle royale where you have to race to the center through the city or something that nick Nick hates spider-man versus spider pig and the uh (laughs) and the wife was spider exactly um yeah. i'm excited yes. for this because the fall like fall guys which was mentioned later this is like that's exactly what fall guys did was take the yeah. battle royale concept and put it in like a mario party style mini game collection and it worked yeah. and it was fresh it was not about being the last one to kill everyone and and i feel that especially for ubisoft that has become very homogenous the more i see of writers who probably like, I at least want to try this out good thing it went open because i think you needed to pre-order to get in so and it's going to be open until the 28th, which is Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So I will give Ubisoft enough credit on this one, because even though a lot of their stuff has still been very similar, at least like you have your Riders Republic coming out, your you've got whatever, yeah, your For Honor, which I don't Each. know how that survived that era, but I'm so glad it worked because it's so different from anything else really that I could say I've played. Um, and it's gorgeous. It runs awesome. Um, and then you have your star Wars one that we still don't really know much about. Yet, yeah. But... So Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga was originally revealed at E3 2019 at the Microsoft showcase. It was supposed to come out later that year. Then it was supposed to come out in 2020. Then Achilles thing was announced for spring 2021. Spring 21 came and went, and now <laughs> Keely showed it again for Spring 2022. How in the world is this Lego game taking so long? But to be fair, does it look awesome? I think it looks it looks, awesome. it, it looks really cool. It's like an open world Lego game in the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe. You see like the map? 
that you can like pick the different planets and all that go to different things outside of the realm of like that movie because you saw your was it luke from episode six going to tatooine hanging out over there um riding banthas and stuff so it's like they're clearly jumping around and having fun with this um they had to mil- make the whole thing from scratch. What were you going to say? Yeah, I'm just glad that I, I'm going to have a game that's going to let me play Yoda versus Palpatine from episode three that no <laughs> one has given us somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not well, in the three game? No. No. Yeah. That's the one section. Yeah. There's always Anakin versus Obi Wan, but not, um, not the Yoda versus Palpatine at the Senate. So. And also, again, and also a game that's going to let us play uh, the throne room from The Last Jedi. The one scene that everyone can agree is awesome. Um, <laughs> unless you see the it, choreography. <laughs> yes, it's awesome until you pay attention to what everyone's doing. Yes. <laughs> um, then it gets really weird. But um, I'm really excited for that. But like I told you in the message app, I, you're going to forget about it until it comes out. Forget <laughs> it about it the second we finish with this. And then I'm going to forget that it ever existed. And then somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, that Skywalker Saga game is coming out next week. And Sometimes gonna... I forget it's a thing oh, until yeah. someone mentions it. So uh, I want to blast through this too real quick. Sync off planet. I think we barely saw anything of that thing. I think it's the thing you said it was like a knack look like. Because yeah, it, so. it was just because uh, of the nano machines kind of making a little buddy uh-huh. to run around with you. I was like, oh, look at the new Knack games looking crazy. Yeah. And then the Outla- a new Outlast game that's going to be completely different from Outlast. By the way, Outlast is one of the only horror games that I've never beaten because they're so darn horrifying. Have you played that, Zach? I played Outlast? the second one. Oh, okay. it, it was on PS Plus recently, right? I think I have it and I literally never downloaded it. I think it. I have both because of the because of the playstation mm-hmm. plus i had my only memory of the first outlet is that because my brother he was the first one to buy a ps4 when i was because i was in college it took a few months until i got my own he had ps plus and he played outlast and he kept sending me videos how he couldn't play it he was too <laughs> terrified and it's he horrible. sent me a video of he telling my sister and one of her friends come play this oh, it's, no. a, it's a it's a section where you see someone in a wheelchair and then you oh, walk, and then no. the thing immediately jumps yep. at you. So yep. You send me the video and, and, and the screams. <laughs> Anytime I see a wheelchair in horror, I just think of that scary. I'm like, oh, that thing's going to jump at me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that started that. That basically started the trend now. So, Bioshock so Infinite with the, with the wheelchair. Ah, yes. <laughs> anyway, I yeah. need you guys' thoughts on Doki B. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you yeah, this is for you. <laughs> I hate that art style. It's so creepily uncanny. I don't know if you remember like late 2000s, early 2010s YouTube. There were all these like oh yeah, YouTube videos of people in like mascot costumes and weird art styles. That's exactly the, fur- the, the furry era of YouTube or the post machinima explosion of YouTube. That's exactly the vibe I get from this game, except for they're playing it just like a normal game. And that makes it worse for me. Yeah. <laughs> Who of the two of you was the one that said that this re- this feels like something pedophiles would? That was really Paul. That was Paul. Uh, right? It just, it, it had that weird atmosphere that was like, somebody made this that has a very strange attachment to children. 
like yeah. i don't i i don't want to make that like crazy jump of assumption because like it could have been made with perfectly normal thoughts but um there's just something about it the way the characters look the way they move um that is like this this doesn't feel right it's either made by somebody who's got a weird thing going on or for somebody who's got now, something now do you feel on. that same vibe with the amusement park game park beyond that they announced like a few moments later maybe not that specifically but there was something else going on weird like i i said that it felt like it was made by an ad company for a mobile game mm -hmm. where they've got like that weird almost like horny vibe going on with the, <laughs> the, the, with the way the characters move and i was like what is going on here this isn't right um and that's that may be just like a huge oversimplification oversimplification but there's little things that you can do in animation when you have a certain personality or style that you're going for and both of those games had something going and i just on. realized this is cool because both of you guys are artists like you you really see it but think about art like yeah <laughs> like so you would think about that also wasn't it funny that one of the things that unsettled you the most was one of the longest trailers <laughs> no, no that, that song just kept going <laughs> and i thought it was like a poke because he mentioned that there was like about capturing stuff right it's basically pokemon right i think I that's mean, how it teased it but they didn't show anything of that was. you do so many different things in that you swing from webs you fly <laughs> you yeah. ride you're surfing car. <laughs> bounce on your little ball that turns into a weapon and then you have your hammers and then you hang out with people and then everyone's a child that looks like they're four <laughs> yeah and then other quick some quick things that they showed that we've seen, seen many times already through the years like jurassic world evolution did you guys play that first one no i, didn't. I heard no. it's not very good so i'm shocked that they're doing it's another one but I have I a better... very specific experience with like that type of Jurassic Park game though. Um, because I played Operation Genesis on the PC. Mm. And um it's kind of like this, right? Yeah. So I ended up um I had borrowed that from my cousin right before Hurricane Katrina when I got trapped um out in Lafayette, which is like two or three hours away from where my house Man. is. Katrina was, was the only years game ago. I had <laughs> for a while. I know, right? Oh, um yeah. So I, I only had that one game while my parents were working. I would just play that for hours <laughs> and I loved that game so much. So evolution was coming out and I was like, that looks really cool. I want to try it out. And then I just never bought it because I realized there was a part of me that was like, kind of had all of that ruined because of all of the experiences <laughs> I had. Um, but if this has enough depth to it, I could see myself getting it if it justifies the price. I want to hear reactions to it because like I mentioned, that first one had a lot of negative reactions, but it was very popular also. So yeah. Far Cry 6, I'm still getting more and more pumped for that one. Every time that they show it, my tone has increased. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, did you see the recent trailer? Do you saw not? I missed almost all of that one because I was trying to uh, work on something. I had it playing in the background, mm -hmm. but I wasn't watching. So I actually missed all of what they showed. Yeah, more Giancarlo. Giancarlo like, just elevates that thing. Um, Zach, are you big on Far Cry? Are you interested in Far Cry? This is going to be the first Far Cry game I play just because I was so excited when they show that DLC with the villains. And the oh, Jeep. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. How does yeah. that work? Because um, It's a season pass. I... It's going to be the season pass DLC that is always a weird thing that's completely separate from the game. Right, so, but what do you actually do in it? Because you're playing as the villain? Mm-hmm. As you're... a ghost? 
as all of them yeah boss uh pagan man and joseph and joseph seed where they all just show up and hang out or something i think you're 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 playing in from their perspective is it like different environments and Mm -hmm. different missions okay so it's not just like all of them are in this room and then you pick from them it's like no it's a dlc for each one that's what they said back at e3 so that would be awesome for you, uh, Zach, because Far Cry has usually been very similar gameplay-wise. So I think you the first Far Cry experience you have is the best Far Cry experience you can have, <laughs> unless they really change it. So I think you're going to have a really good time with that one, especially having Giancarlo Esposito, that he just can make even the biggest turd seem like like high, high art <laughs> for some Assuming reason. they stop getting so preachy, mm-hmm. I, I will probably enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Zach, this one... I remember when it was uh, showed at, I think it was at the Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Because you had made a pitch just randomly at our chat about a vampire game. And yeah, then like a month this, or two before. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally this shows and you were like, God damn it, this is exactly <laughs> what I said. Vampire Blood Hunts, uh, they show more gameplay. And apparently that game has been in alpha and now he's going into early access on Steam on September 7th. That's coming out soon. I wonder if how expensive it is because I thought it looked really cool. The idea it did, but I, I still don't really understand how it works because it was like a third person. Um, you're in like the city and you're fighting and traversing the city, but what kind of game is it? It's like a multiplayer game, right? Yes, day by daylight. I think it's in uh, like in that kind of game. I think it's uh, so it's like there's some people playing the uh, villain vampires. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the next it, week's it coming up. So, decent level of style where I wasn't a huge fan of Dead by Daylight. I just I couldn't get into that gameplay loop um, because it feels like it merges two things that give me horrible anxiety. One is horror games with no ability to fight back, and two <laughs> is multiplayer <laughs> um, of any type. But the fact that I'm like working alongside people that i'm like oh gosh i gotta do things right plus i know somebody's hunting me and i have no ability to fight back against that i'm like this is somebody curated a specific video game that just hits all of the areas of stress in my life that would be a fun stream to watch you play that literally (laughs) uh... all they gotta do is uh make somebody who asks me to sign up for an insurance policy and they've got me like that's it (laughs) Yeah, it's like I'm way I'm hoping it's popular enough because obviously when something hits on Steam, that's how they gauge if they want to move it to console. So I think yeah. that'd be something cool we could have on console. So yet the far shore, Paul. This is one of those games that last time we talked about was at the PlayStation State of Play from July, the indie third party one. Yeah. It didn't have it only had fall 2021 date, and this one solidified to October 5th, 2021. To me, still looks like No Man's Sky, but even more indie, which is funny because No Man's Sky was made by an indie dev. So this is like sub-indie almost. It, well, I guess No Man's Sky was an indie dev until they did all of their really good PR or really bad PR, depending on how you look <laughs> when at Sony it. Got involved. When um, Sony really got involved, they blew up what that game should have been. Man, you just... Anyway, there's, there's too much to talk about with that one. Um, <laughs> Jet the Far Short, it it has like a style and a heart to it, but I don't know if it's something that I'm as interested in because 
I don't know. I love uh, the way it looks, but it also feels really drab. You know, we just recently talked about mm-hmm. the idea of everything has to be gray or brown. And I understand the idea of art direction, but I feel like for me, you have to complement the drab art style with something else to keep your eye. You know what uh, the art like style reminds me of? Something. So you know what the art style reminds me of? So, when you're in your satellite in your automata. Yes. Think about yeah, that drab kind of like. Look. But see, that's exactly it because you they contrasted that drab with the world, which was vibrant and colorful. Um, and unless they're hiding something for us to find out about that world, um, it just I don't know if I want to sit there staring at it while a tiny dot that mm-hmm. signifies my ship goes across this very large area. Um, the soundtrack still has that. Um... What's the Christopher Nolan movie? Interstellar. That sounds similar, like <laughs> wow, <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, it's like it's uh, one of those that I want to hear more of. That's definitely one of the few things Sony even has for this year. So just Zach, think about I, that. I know we've been moving quickly, but has there been anything else that you wanted to add to mm-hmm. anything that we've been talking about? Um, no, I didn't really pay much attention to this one. Okay. Yeah. This one is important for me. Guerrilla <laughs> Games. This, uh, this, is, well, this was important. Paul, Sony's not going to have a showcase. They absolutely are not going to have a showcase. Most of the things that they've been talking about. Doing. The fact yeah. that they allowed this to happen. Yeah. And we're like, we can't be bothered with telling our consumers what we're actually doing. Yeah, because You can go ahead. And because like, for example, Call of Duty is, is aligned with PlayStation. They usually do reveal. They did the gameplay reveal last year for Cold War. It showed up here. So it's like, if it's showing up here, then it means Sony's not doing anything. Now, Guerrilla Games, uh, they gave a dev update for Horizon Forbidden West, which was was my most anticipated game of the year until we got the news last three weeks ago, four weeks. I don't even know. Time is flying too quick, too damn quick right now that it was going to be delayed, but it wasn't official. It was the Jason Schreier's, the Jeff Grubbs, the official sourcing saying that um, it was going to be delayed. And finally, Jeff Keighley gave the director of the game stage or at least virtual stage time to announce the official delay to February 18, 2022, which funny enough is nine days short of the five-year anniversary of the first game. You'd That's funny. Like they would just go ahead and go for the five-year anniversary. Yeah, I'm like, maybe they could because they could still slip. Be like, we need that one more week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hang on, guys. We just got to be uh, very poetic real quick. But they did what I said that time they could do. 60 what? frames patch. Oh, yes. Remember, they were like, yeah, they might so do it. I missed that part. Is that what they said about like the original game is going to get the 60 then? Yeah, and, and it's already free? patched. It's free. It's already patched. I already tried it a little bit just to see, and it's hella smooth. You're going to be hitting headshots now. No problem. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I also realized one reason that I wasn't back the last time I played was because my, computer, my, my TV wasn't set to uh, 120 hertz mode. So there's the same thing that happens to me in Destiny. If ever I'm not paying attention and we've watched the TV for like actual TV, mm-hmm. it changes that mode back so that if I play a game, it's going to have this like fraction of a second delay and it jacks me up with games so like, like game mode, League or, like, like yeah, having to put something in game mode. Yeah, um, like you yeah I'm very it. sensitive. I'm super sensitive to game mode. Like my, my TV in our living room always has to be in game mode. Like it me and my brother. what it is. Cause me like and my some bro- games, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Me and my brother have gotten so 
picky about like response times. My, my brother plays a lot of Warzone and he literally has modded our computer to like overclock the USB when he plugs in his PS4 controller. So when he's playing Warzone, he has as little, as, as little latency as possible. It's like nuts. So if something has delayed, I was like, yeah, this doesn't feel good. And he feels like that. <laughs> Zach, you um, have a, yeah. you're one of the ones that don't like the original Horizon, right? Wow. <laughs> Get him, Zach. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> so part of the reason I don't like Horizon, of mm-hmm. course, is I'm tired of the, uh, what's the word? The white savior right. thing. The cultural appropriation of native yeah. culture. Did we even touch on that in the podcast itself, or was that out through message? Ooh, okay, don't... Zach, preach for us. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sick and tired mm-hmm. of video games and sci-fi settings for some reason trying to flip the narrative of high science fiction to be this weird tribalism, Native American ripoff stuff. Mm-hmm. And just grinds my gear because not only is it this weird alien thing with avatar where it's, they're all native americans but alien. it's basically pocahontas the avatar movie is basically pocahontas sci-fi yeah but it's always also like you said the white savior with uh avatar you get jake Sully, i think his name is mm-hmm. yes i'm warding um, he literally becomes a blue guy he does blue face it's okay i guess because <laughs> it's not <laughs> skin color and then for uh horizon it's just a white girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, because you didn't finish that game, right? No, that. Yeah, the thing I appreciate about that because they're obviously she's being put in as like this uh, chosen one thing. Mm-hmm. The, the great thing about the story, she rejects that. She's like, "Screw that! I'm not that. You mistreated me forever now because I'm a, like a. I'm supposed to be your savior. Now you're looking up to me. No, I'm going on my own. I'm not supposed to be. I'm just someone. I'm just like everyone." He makes a point of saying that she does what she is doesn't make her any special compared to everyone else. Which, if you see that they had they have basically all color people in in Horizon. It's like everyone's in that aesthetic. It's not just one race. So yeah. But because I, I pushed back. The only thing I pushed back it was when we did the podcast. Paul, it was because you said it was caveman. I was like, this isn't caveman. This is more okay. native. This is more Native American. That makes sense. Like why Zach would have more. Me, yeah, but um. <laughs> I, I'll agree with the aesthetic is less caveman and more of that Native American aspect, but mm-hmm. um, I'm also, I think we established that I wasn't a huge fan of using the Native American culture as like a token, like, oh, look at this cool aesthetic we got going mm-hmm. on. It's like, the more I think about it, that's actually really sketchy to, um, to reach into that zone. And I know like Alejandra, you said, like she rejects the idea of being a chosen one, but mm-hmm that's um there's the micro level where in the plot they establish that and you're like oh that's great she's rejecting this idea but then if she still ends up as a chosen one throughout the the method of the story whether or not she accepts or rejects it that's still saying that she is going to be a chosen one and i think it still actually perpetuates some of those problems what i love about the ending is especially if you do a bunch of the side quests it perpetuates that the only reason why they basically saved the main cities is because everyone that she got in contact with and they're black they're in different kind of people they're the reason it's not just her they're the reason why it's saved so it's like she never wants to like take the full responsibility of everything Mm. she's always constantly being like trying to reject it because she doesn't feel comfortable like that especially because she's always been an outcast 
like I don't know. I might not be the right person to speak on it, honestly. So I will concede the point. Yeah, but um, Zach has a valid point because at least in general sense, he has to live, has had to, as, as someone that's Native American himself, like from an American, Native American descent, he has a point. <laughs> I still love that game. <laughs> I still, I'm going to replay it now that it's 60 frames because that's what I was waiting. And apparently they, the PS5 was not running Horizon well. There was like some weird glitching going with some streaming. Apparently they fixed that as I read a tweet. So more of a reason for you, Paul, to finish it. Finally, you're so close to the end. So <laughs> New World, the Amazon MMO that if you had a GTX 3090 graphic card, it was killing your graphic card if you were on beta earlier this summer. They officially announced the September 28, 2021 release date. Important because this will be Amazon's first game that actually releases. Because do you, do you guys remember here a game named Crucible? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, that was a game that Amazon released so bad that they had to like revert it to beta access and then cancel it. Jeez. Yes, that, that was like early in 2020. So Amazon, one of the richest companies in the world, don't know how to make a video game. They don't know how to do a lot of things, actually. Oh, yeah. But but they're good with Amazon another, Prime. That's a talk for another. They're good with Amazon Studios. The TV shows right. that they make are cool. Look at the boys. I'll give them that much. <laughs> Marvel uh, Future Revolution. This was an insult. Why is an open world Marvel game a mobile game? Oh, oh man. Like, there's no. Yeah. I got blue holes. <laughs> I, I have to give them credit where it's due. Mobile gaming is, I mean, we've talked to um, those industry professionals that, like, if you break down the stigma of it, it is like one of the most, if not the most profitable area for gaming right now because you reach a whole different group of people that aren't just gamers and have this specific piece of tech but they everybody has a phone of one of these types and that's way more people that are willing to dabble into it i would agree but the problem with mobile gaming especially the way they release these mobile games is because all the ones that are actually surviving mobile are the ones that are free rarely you will see a mobile game that you actually have to pay up front like buying the game for it to succeed. It is interesting it's, that's not a thing. It's it, it because the bottom fell out of the uh, of mobile games because the most successful ones were free to play, the ones that nickel and dime you as much as humanly possible. And yeah. this is a free to play open world mobile game that I'm like, that sucks because from open world Marvel games, we only have Spider-Man. Obviously that's good, but this mm-hmm. is like the future revolution. It had all the characters. If you saw the trailers, it's like, even though you see the main character that was running there is Spider-Man, because of course, I mean, he's big. Look how big the trailer for Far for No Way Home was this week that already broke Avengers records. Endgame records were the trailer. So, really? Yeah. Didn't the, know that. If a movie can break the billion at the box office again in the middle of a pandemic, it could possibly be that one. But yeah, going back to that, it's like, man, that sounds really cool, especially because the Avengers game, the actual console Avengers game is not an open world. That's like segmented. Mm-hmm. So... And I wish there were more than just Spider-Man. I wish Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Man. <laughs> yeah. I just... I want more Marvel games. Yeah. Games, but Marvel games really feel like they'd embrace... Like, Marvel characters are so colorful and vibrant. I'd mm-hmm. love to see them bring more color and vibrancy to video games. Yeah, I would agree. Like, even, like, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on Switch had that. Had that kind of vibrancy that you mentioned about comic book name games 
and also in the DC realm. Obviously, we had the Batman Arkham games. You're a huge fan of those, Zach. Yeah. Uh, we had Injustice, but if you see, it's just the dark and grimy version of DC games, and then we haven't had any in no. forever now. <laughs> obviously, we were when they're both dark and grimy again. <laughs> yes, and obviously we were supposed to get we were supposed to get a Gotham Knights this year, and it got pushed. Yep. And Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League was supposed to be next year. I can't mm-hmm. see both those games releasing the same year. Another dark and grimy game, by the way. Well, yeah. Suicide Squad, <laughs> it's different. It's actually light, <laughs> but it's but dark. Like it's like the it's... implications are very dark because yeah. that once again means, oh, Herder, what if Superman was evil? Oh, mm-hmm. like I, I am so tired of hearing that. You know, there thing. was a rumor that the guys that are making Gotham Knights, they were working on a Superman game, and they canceled, canceled it. Canceled. Yeah, and apparently they're doing it again. Apparently they were, yeah. They're working on it again, or yeah, it's like it's like apparently they're doing a Superman. Apparently they already got pre-production going and into another Superman game because Gotham Knights was is done. They're just polishing it now. Oh, I I would, if that's the case, then absolutely because like I still I don't understand how a good Superman game isn't there. I know you could. Even me, who doesn't have the most knowledge, but just likes the concept of Superman, mm-hmm. I know I could make a game for Superman. Do you know and what would have been a really cool way? I know way? it could be done. Mm-hmm. you know what would have been a really cool way to do a Superman game? Or so? Telltale style. I mean, they did it with Batman. I would take okay. it. Yeah, um, by the way, Zach, would... what, do you play Telltale Batman? Yeah, I did. I thought that was really cool. Like all the twists and like how they twisted the story. With... I think it works better for Batman though because of the whole detective nature of it and yeah. the way that lends to point and click. Maybe a reporter Clark Kent video game. No, exactly. Yeah, because there you can is. do the you can do the reporter Clark Kent, and then you have your Superman moments, and because everything is like scripted and decision, you don't have to worry about having health or anything. So that's that would have that would have been cool. Like they they downplay the idea of Superman's intelligence and fighting ability all the time. They're just like, Oh, he's just strong, but he doesn't know how to fight. I'm like, do y'all not read? (laughs) (laughs) And do y'all not know that he's like an investigative journalist and he's good at his job? Like I, I I could talk about that, but this isn't a Superman podcast. So anyway, by the way, watch Superman and Lois on HBO max. That's good. Superman. (laughs) Yes. And read the new, uh, Son of uh, Son of Kal El run, yeah, which is Samantha awesome. So by Tom Taylor, oh, man. freaking one. Tom Taylor, he's killing. I'm excited for the Tom Taylor, uh, that medieval DC uh, thing, Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, oh man, that looks yeah, that looks really killing. cool. <laughs> so, this is not a comic book thing, but we yeah. love comic, <laughs> we love superheroes <laughs> here. Final, final things that Keely showed so, Tales of Luminara, a new game in the tale series that paul kind of made blip mentioned that he thought it was a hot take that the tales games are final fantasy but less popular no that's exactly what tales is tales <laughs> yeah. has been long running it has its fans but it's not as big as final fantasy so tales of arise is actually one that's coming up in a few weeks and there's a demo right now that you can play it's actually pretty fun i would say if you're interested to dabble i don't in. know how you find the time to like play all these demos that are like oh it's They're available short. now and They're you're short, like and i have a lot of time at night <laughs> so, <laughs> It's when I'm not playing Destiny, Paul. <laughs> That's when I find the time. <laughs> That's when I'm like, golly, I, I feel like yes. I barely have enough time to like catch up with Destiny, much yeah. less play anything else. Fall Guys, season five. So Fall Guys was big. 
Fall Guys became the thing last year around this time. Yep. They were just in, uh, at Keeley's uh, opening night live last year. He was announced, I think it was either season one or season two. So now yeah. we're in season five and it's a Disney crossover with Jungle Book. I yeah. saw, was it just Jungle Book that it's... That's um, what I saw. I kind of like started okay. writing. and uh, It was only that? like Baloo, Bagheera, mm-hmm. um, Shere Baloo. Khan. Were, was there more sex or was it, was it just Jungle Book? Jungle Book, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Then I replaced the very cool looking game from the Xbox E3 that it was the Cyberpunkian side-scroller. Showed like a trailer for the game's music for a game that we've only seen like 10 seconds. Yep. <laughs> And they didn't even really play that much of the music. So they're like, uh-huh. oh, check out the music that's available now that was in this trailer. I was like, it was it was like a 10-second trailer, guys, that, that with hardly this, any music. No, no, this feels to me like Killy, he had all these games, and he, and he had a two-hour window. And then he was getting close to the end. He was like, oh, crap, we had to, we got to try to shorten up everything they're doing because we have a big Death Stranding gameplay near the end. Which we got to yeah, we gotta talk about that. that. Um, Paul, Age of Empires 4. A game where we were expecting gameplay yesterday, and instead we had a five-minute presentation about how a trebuchet works. I am... <laughs> the more I think about it, the funnier it gets because we had this whole thing going on. They were talking about it for a solid like twenty minutes. A freaking with, trebuchet. Like, it just uh, if they could have played like some gameplay in the background on the giant projector screen while they were talking to this person, I'd have been fine with it. But then instead we got this five to ten minute explanation of how a trebuchet works. You should watch that. You should look stuff. it up. It's yeah. hilarious. Y'all go watch that Xbox showcase thing. I don't remember where it was, but please do yourself a favor. Halfway through, oh, I was like, we're thirty minutes gosh. into this thing, and we had our explanation about trebuchet. <laughs> so yeah, at least we got some actual gameplay. I I know what Age of Empires four looks like now again. Um, I, I'm excited to see this more because it was really cool to look at. And I mean, like, you've got your Total War, which has a lot more of like that density mm-hmm. and size of the actual armies and stuff. Um, Age of Empires has that mix between Total War and Civilization, where it's like Civilization is not really combat at all. You've just got like that one person representing an army versus the Total War, everybody out there. It's kind of like in that middle ground where it's like, okay, well, it's not like, the huge armies that you would normally see but it's got like the idea of it um and i like the environments a lot i love the vibrancy of the colors it's just it's fun and a lot of people loved it back in the day so i'm glad it's making a comeback this is glad because uh age of empires 3 has been that close to two decades since we last got that so and the developer went under so this is new people doing age of empires and do you ever play any of those kind of strategy games hack like age of empires mythologies RTS is in it. play Age of Mythology for a little bit. Age of Mythology was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like it was super cool, especially building a boat and then suddenly having the Kraken show up and it's very in the script version of the Kraken show up and destroy your boat. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, Balheim, that was a big game that was super popular with streamers. It was kind of like a Fortnite meets uh, God of War in a way, like because it was in in the it was Norse mythology and you could like build stuff and a bunch of stuff. They announced more content for that game. And I think that game has been an early access. And I don't know if he said that this was them coming out of early access, but the thing that's coming in September 16th is going to um, basically be more of Valheim. So maybe that's the official release. Who knows? But it's coming on September 16th. Thoughts on that? I 
don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really I wanted to like it more. Um, I well, let me explain. I love the idea, love the aesthetic. Um, I just don't like survival games as much. I had mm -hmm. um, a whole stage of time where I really forced myself to play the forest with a few of my friends, mm -hmm. and that was it was fun at times but it was really draining and it kind of ruined me on survival games and even now like trying to play don't starve together and some other things it's just it's the same kind of idea of like suffering and then <laughs> working towards not suffering as much forever until you decide to quit the game yeah, you mentioned that there's no game i wanted to like more than don't starve just because of its art style And then I realized the kind of game it was, and it was I so obtuse. <laughs> it is so frustrating to understand how that game works, because like I I can't even kill anything in that game. I could just I was like, am I standing in front of them? Are they behind me? Like is that this weird 2D thing going on? Um, and I would get killed by like a bat, and I was like, I have an axe. What is going on? Um, yeah. so yeah, that was that was a whole process. So Valheim not going to be for me but i know some people really like it i want to see if it re-energizes its streaming community because that's the ones that really made that thing big earlier this year so genshin impact the waifu breath of the waifu or wife of the wild <laughs> from breath of from, the waifu yeah breath of, yes uh they had announced earlier on this year that aloy was coming as like a crossover between Genshin and Horizon, because obviously this game is only on PlayStation, they showed a little bit more of Aloy. It had the same voice actress, which in turn is the same actress as Kate Bishop. So they, yeah, that's why I felt certain things. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the, yeah, uh, just for any listeners and watchers, Alejandro Sims for Arching Girls. So um, <laughs> that's, I mean, it was, it was adorable and I'm glad that they're getting some more cross pollination free to play between. game still this is a free yeah. to play game yeah. um i i know it's i've watched a lot of youtuber friends of mine and some do it for the memes but some like have actually wasted a lot of money because of the gotcha yeah <laughs> um stuff in there and it it worries me somewhat because it's like okay you can play the game and you can kind of finish the game but in order to continue mm -hmm. you oh, gotta, that's like, that's you where the, you gotta you gotta roll the Well, you gotta roll. yeah, gotta roll the dice. <laughs> you gotta get the good stuff, and it's not just like the characters, but it's the weapons that they play. It's like I think you got companions or something in that game. It's um, it's messy if you really get into that rabbit hole. Like I understand if that's just like your game, just like you and I would play Destiny. It's mm -hmm. like some people would think, oh, that's a waste of money, but it's like to us, that's just what we want to spend our money and yeah. time on. But that it can get really tricky because mm. we're like destiny will it'll cap out you can't really spend any more money outside of like maybe the the cosmetic things mm -hmm. but um it, and it, only it, if you want to engage on the cosmetic side of it because it, you don't need to spend more right. money on destiny than Where you need to genshin impact is very much locking supers and moves and weapons that can help you in the game behind something yeah i get it there's not like a multiplayer aspect of it but it's just something like that always leaves a bad taste in my mouth mm. um because of just how predatory it can be oh yes as uh, any thoughts on genshin sack um just that it's funny that they're getting a breath of the wild waifu a yeah. few months after that big controversy where people were upset that a aloy wasn't pretty enough oh uh, yeah 
Oh, <laughs> I, forgot I forgot about, about that. that. <laughs> because her face got puffier for some reasons in some of the screenshots. <laughs> um, and it was like only one clip where she was like turning mm-hmm. her head or something. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, dumb people see themselves in the mirror when they do a weird turn, their face don't look like that. <laughs> so it seems realistic. And uh, it's funny, like the final things of this show was PlayStation stuff. So be like the Genshin Impact, that's PlayStation. So Sifu, we mentioned Sifu earlier in the show. Um, yeah. That was also shown in the last PlayStation State of Play, and the, they announced a delay. That was just, oh yeah, we're pushing it from 2021 to 2022, and that was it. They gave the official release date. It's coming on Tuesday, Paul. Same day as? Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. Sifu is dead for me. I'm not going to play it when it, came out, when it comes out that day. You might not, but I will absolutely get that sucker. If nothing else, to support that group because I love the work they do. It looks really cool. I think what they showed here looked even more impressive than the, in, in its briefness, looked more impressive than even the thing that they showed at the state of play, which was the every time you get beat and you age up and all of that. I still so. want to understand how that works. My theory is um, like each time you die you age but then there may be ways to reject the aging to like keep mm-hmm. yourself flowing between a, an age range i think and it'll probably be like a maybe a trade-off of power versus health or something that that, that would be kind of cool if they incorporate that in but um i just want to know more about this game honestly I mean, look to be fair I'm, i was just being facetious about it being dead because of witch queen it's a different kind of game i think both could co- can coexist not everyone's into the live services so maybe who knows i mean it's still we know it's early in 2022 when it's nondescript you think oh yeah it's gonna be very late there so and finally oh do you have any thoughts on on sifusak um just that bad guys need to stop killing the loved ones of kung fu masters (laughs) man that's that really is the trope right (laughs) man (laughs) you're the singer bringing bringing in it Bringing reality. <laughs> Bad guys got to learn, man. They just got to like, all right, we're not going to mess with him. We're, we're just going to do our own thing. Yes. And finally, because this is Jeff Keighley and his best friend of all time is Hideo Kojima. He had to dedicate the last five, seven minutes of the show to an extended gameplay demo at the gameplay for Death Stranding PS5. So no, he did. He was not going to announce anything about the stupid abandon. So people can just effing shut up about that game now <laughs> so because this was the last show big showcase of the year paul what were your thoughts about the jetpack the cannonball the mgs I... mission the whale <laughs> um we don't talk about the whale that was that was freaky that's not my thing. That's why I don't play Subnautica. Um, it's a great play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess on a on a more actual note, um, I love these ideas for traversal because one of the problems that I had with it was that the game from the beginning to the end is roughly the same. Mm-hmm. You get some other options. You get like your truck and things, but when it comes down to it, it really just comes down to you walking and like really trying to mountain climb something. Which and is cool at first. There's something really cool about like figuring that out, but over a 60 hour game. Mm. And it's, it's it really weighs on you after a while. And um that's one thing that I really wish that it had. Even the grappling rope, 
unless you were on top of a mountain and you wanted to go down it, that was the only reason you would use that. There was no way to like throw a grappling hook up and climb. Mm -hmm. It was just like the ladders, your bridges and and your feet really. So the idea of, okay, cool. You got like this jetpack thing that lets you really get some movement for like the motorbikes. It was not even practical to use those because of all the rocks. So the fact that you have this ramp that lets you shoot over a lot of things, um, what was it? A lot of different vehicles, uh, your buddy bought. They, he tells him to have faith out. in himself. That was so I didn't funny hearing, that part. hearing I was Norman Reed as being like, have faith in yourself. Like, you're telling that to a robot. This, that whole thing, I don't, I'm going to touch on that in a second, but um, the, so yeah, I'm glad that they have all these traversal options. That really is going to widen things up if I decide to buy the 10 bucks for this uh, director's cut. Um, I like the new missions idea because that was, once again, it was just like literal fetch quests for the entire game, which I get it. That's the, that is the game, but um there's so much metal gear now guys it a little you know yeah and um, now give us so, a little of that metal gear yeah, yeah. now it's he's, he's not being facetious about it now now he's doing straight up metal gear stuff the uh some sort of br combat like all the things that he had for you specifically that you're all about shooting and stuff yeah i like more. um i like the idea i feel like the virtual side of it is a bit of a cop-out because um no but the, the, you're being able to do that in game that was just to you for you to like have other stuff to do that's why he you do in metal gear you have the br missions in metal gear also. right but i didn't well only in the um where were the vr missions in metal gear they were in the, metal gear solid 2 substance yeah the second one um and i think on four there there's a shooting the, range yeah the four okay um which i like those but i as we established like that's more for like the completionist and let me get this time down because whenever they're doing like the racing and stuff, it was just like you and a ghost of you. And I was like, that's not really what racing is about. It's like racing others and really getting into that. But it's like, there's nobody around because the story <laughs> doesn't allow for that. And so it's just Norman Reedus facing a ghostly Norman Reedus. And I get it. It's going to be like maybe player, um, racing times and stuff but that's like one of the least things i like about racing games <laughs> by the way it's, it's funny scene because they showed the ramps with the motorcycle and him doing the tricks i feel bad for the baby in the jar that you're like turning around and he that still has the baby struggling um <laughs> poor baby whenever whenever you see a really beat up like civic that has that baby on board and they're like weaving in and out of traffic that's basically what we just watched um yeah so overall it was good. I like the the inclusions of things. Um, the weird stuff with Norman Reedus like doing things. It just he, we talked about that weird horny energy. That is exactly what every moment of Norman Reedus like in the mirror and hanging out and doing random things feels like. Because I feel like Kojima is like looking at the raw footage of this and he's just like, yes, yes. Here's the thing, like. When he when he did that stranding, he kept it very serious to for it to appear like very high art. Mm -hmm. Now he's just going full Kojima, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> that between Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen, I have a very un good understanding of what kind of weird sex dreams Kojima has. <laughs> um, but credit words do, yes. and I, I hell I respect the guy um, for how 
strong of a vibe he can make out of these games. So um, also the fact that all of this is only for 10 bucks. Hey, turn right. Um, right. Like the, I'll give him credit for that. Compare it um, to Ghost of Tsushima that it was the 20 yeah. bucks for just for the an extra island. That was basically the same. It feels like he put in a lot of work for so many things that were not right in the PS4 version. So plus um, I think it's only 10 and you already get like the PS5 upgrades, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's like 20 bucks less for all exactly. of that stuff. So hey, yeah, the Ghost of Tsushima thing, as much as I enjoy what they did, they kind of goofed with the pricing there compared to what Kojima is doing. Zach, uh, you've never played a Kojima game, but you kind of appreciate his style. What do you think of what you saw? <laughs> I think this with the uh, additions they added, I might actually play this because. I won't just be suffering through a walking simulator going mm -hmm. up all now. Yeah, this so. definitely feels like he had a checklist of everyone that complained about uh, the original version and just added a bunch of stuff to like remove friction while still mm -hmm. retaining the thing. So I think you'll have a really fun time with this, especially since you will never go back to Metal Gear because there's no way to go back to Metal Gear right now unless you unearth a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Or play a Metal Gear Solid Five, which it's not the best representation of what that series was like at its peak. It's so great gameplay sandbox and a terrible everything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. So that was the opening night live. Yeah, that's how I you do a conference show. Microsoft, why the hell were you there even at all when you had your big guns here? Why <laughs> you were you even there? Yeah, it, I think that makes me hate that we spent an hour and thirty minutes. Where we literally zoned off. We were, I, I put a reaction there. We we're zoning off playing Destiny because we had our TVs in the side while <laughs> the gameplay of, of whatchamacallit, um, Forza Horizon was playing, which again, that's, showing more gameplay of a game that was there already. It's like nuts. That's kind of why I wish we had like cut a lot of that out and it would just be like an eight minute video of all of our reactions of like. <laughs> I could have done it also, but it's also funny that way. <laughs> so. Can be. We, um, I'm glad we suffered through it, but I'm also glad that we got to watch this and react to it, even if it was after the fact. Yeah, I mean, now hopefully I have to like shoot you reminders much earlier because I thought you had already reminded. I told you yesterday it was happening. And, then and I told you that every time you tell me, I forget things immediately. <laughs> that, that's big um, dad energy already. <laughs> that's, that is big dad energy, quite right. literally. And that will be it for our episode today. So... Zach, uh, thank Paul, you for joining us. yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for joining us for the first time. Hopefully, we can have you more times, and maybe eventually you can have a webcam that you, we can see your face, even though you as the silhouette is so funny. This is good <laughs> for the memes, though. Yes, yeah, <laughs> one day yeah. I'll get better. Oh, yes, <laughs> all right. So, so, for you first, Zach, where can people follow, uh, find you? I'm at Zachathia at everything that's Z A C I T H Y. And then uh, Pathological Loser on YouTube. I have a few animated shorts on there. All right. And Paul, where can people As find usual, you? Twitter at Dork of Art, YouTube also at Dork of Art, and Twitch at AngelSword21. Yes. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash the Slayer Giant, where you can also see a bunch of my streams be uploaded here at Escape Media YouTube. You've been streaming a lot of stuff like Ikushima and all that. Avengers. I did Destiny yesterday also. It's got recent things, guys. Go check that out. Yes. Uh, you can also find me at Twitter at A underscore Dorsegovia. You can find me at Instagram at Alejandro Segovia93. And you can find my written content at thecriticalcorner.com. Zach, thank you so much for your time. Same for you, Paul. And 
Remember, everyone, press X to play. See you guys later. Adios.